born to die that he might give eternal life that I might live Welcome to Yankee Arnold Ministries. Dr. Arnold will be with you in just a moment, but first, we want you to know how much we appreciate your prayers and financial support. You may help this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Again, that's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com, and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message. Now, take your Bible and turn there to the sixth chapter of the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 6. And you'll notice here that it says the word if in verse 6. If they shall fall away to renew them again into repentance. Man, alive high. I've heard this twisted every kind of way you can think of. But now get this. In verse 1 he says, Therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on. So we're talking about leaving someplace and going to someplace else. You're already a child of God. Now he wants to bring you into maturity and says, let's leave the foundation alone. That's settled. See, once you trusted Christ as your Savior, you can't get saved again. So I never try to get another person who's already been saved to get saved again. Because you can't get saved again unless you can get lost. And that's impossible. So you try to take a person from where they are and try to give them some truth to help them to grow and to become strong. And he says, and this we will do. Yeah. God permits. But God doesn't permit it if you don't believe His Word. You see, God can't build a Christian strong in the Lord if you doubt the Word of God. If you can't believe what God says is true, it's over. You can't go nowhere as a Christian. You can't do something that God wants you to do. You have to believe the Word. If you're not going to believe what He says... You're going to have trouble and problems and worries all your life. And you're never going to accomplish what God wanted you to accomplish. So look what he says. Not laying again. In verse 1, not laying again the foundation. Because you see, you don't have to lay the foundation again. Even if you don't serve the Lord, you don't go forward. Why? Because the foundation is Christ and it's laid and you're on it. That's done. And he says, you can't get lost after you're saved. You see, is that what it says? This is what it's talking about. You see, it's impossible for a person to get saved and then lose his salvation and then get saved again. Because the only way that he got saved was because Christ paid for his sins. True? Well, the only way you can get lost is if he commits a sin Christ didn't pay for. Well, then if he could get lost, well, then he can't get saved again unless Christ pays for that sin that wasn't paid for the first time. That's why it's impossible for man to get lost and get saved again. So he says, we don't have to lay that foundation. And get what he says, of repentance from dead works. Did you know what repent is talking about in the dead work? 
A man can't save himself by his work. Why? Because they come from a dead man. He's separated from God. So a man's works can't save him. So repent means to stop trying to save yourself. Change your mind. You can't save yourself and trust Christ as your Savior. Am I getting my point across? All right, good. That's, that's good enough for me. But repentance from dead works, you can't save yourself by your works. So you trust Christ as your Savior. So you don't have to lay that again. You don't have to get saved again. Why? Because you can't get lost. And so he says in verse 3, and this will we do if God permits. If God permits. Why, why wouldn't God permit it? If you don't believe His Word, you can't grow. You can't produce. It all boils down to as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. How did you receive Him? By faith. Well, how do you live? By faith. You've got to keep taking Him at His Word. So you've got to keep learning Scripture so that you can believe it, so that you can obey it. Don't it make sense? When you heard John 3.16 about how to get saved, you believed it. What did it get you? Got your salvation. And when we get to heaven, we're going to find out what we could have had and we didn't get because we didn't believe Him. What God wanted to do with you, He probably could have used you to shake the world, but you wouldn't believe Him. You wouldn't trust Him. You wouldn't walk with Him. And you worried about everything under the sun because of a lack of faith. Christ over and over again talked to the disciples. He said, oh, ye of little faith. Little faith. And anyway, as we're moving right along here, look what He says here in verse 6 now. He says, if they shall fall away, if you could, if you could fall off that foundation, if you could lose your salvation, to renew them again to repent, it is impossible. It's impossible for a man to be saved, get lost, and get saved again. I've had people tell me to get lost, but I can't get lost. I was saved almost 50 years ago. I have eternal life. I'm God's child. And as a child of God, it's His will for me to grow. And I pray that I, I will. And I kind of keep growing and keep maturing in the Lord. But you get to the place where you can learn how to take God at His word and trust Him. And you don't have to try to make things happen. You just let it happen. God will bless you. He'll take care of you. But I want you to see this. In the last part of verse 6 says, Seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh, put Him to an open shame. In other words, if Christ could pay for your sins and you trust Him as your Savior... Then you commit a sin that he hadn't paid for, so now you've got to get saved again. It's like Christ being crucified over again for your sin. Because he only came into the world one time. You read the chapter 9 and chapter 10. Once, you pay for sin. Once, why? Because it's appointed that every man wants to die, and after this, the judgment. So when Christ died for me, he only had to do it one time. You don't have to do it twice. There is no more sacrifice for sins. Because the payment he made once and for all was sufficient. Now, use an illustration to help you to understand. Look in verse 7. For the earth, which drinketh in the rain that cometh off upon it, bringeth forth herbs, fruit, meat for them, or fit for them, by whom it is dressed, receiveth blessing from God. So here's the ground, drinks in the water, and produces fruit. Ah, oh, what a blessing. But, look in verse 8. For the Earth, same thing. But that, refers back to earth, 
which beareth thorns and briars is rejected and is nigh unto cursing whose end is to be burned. So you have a piece of ground and it can produce fruit or it can produce briars and thorns. Here you are, you're a child of God. You're like a piece of ground. God has an investment in you. He wants you to drink in the Word of God and bring forth the fruit that He wants in your life so you can be blessed. But if you don't do that and you don't get the rain, you're going to produce briars and thorns in your life. And you know these briars and thorns, they all have these little things on them. They stick you. I'm a blackberry picker. Man, for about four or five years of my life, everything I wanted, I got through picking blackberries. I could pick blackberries with the best. But man, I, I'd get stickers all in my hands and in my fingers, and they would be so bad. But buddy, I could reach in there, and I'd come out scratched all over from them briars. But I got those blackberries. I put them in that jar, and I'd go down the street and sell them for 20 cents, and I'd go to the movie. 20 cents to get into the movie theater. And I could do that with one little jar of blackberries. But there was a price to pay for those blackberries. And a lot of Christians, they are surrounding their whole life with nothing more than briars. And they are pricking themselves and hurting themselves. And they've made decisions for their life that it's a destruction from the inside. It's not that God had to do anything. It's your bad decisions is going to take its toll upon you. And you'll think, well, look what God did to me. Look what God did to me. You did it. God didn't do it. You're going to get mad at somebody because you didn't grow up and live right and walk right. You didn't obey the scriptures like you should have. And you wouldn't be, no man would be bitter at God if he understood God. The only reason that people are worried and sick about a lot of things and falling apart because they don't know the Lord the way they should know him. Oh, you may know Christ as your Savior. You're going to heaven when you die, but you're not strong. And in your life, you're complaining about all these briars and thorns that you got. Blaming it on God. You drink in the rain. Bring forth the blessings. And you serve God. That's why I knew that if I served God, God would have to bless my life. And God has. Have I had a few thorns and briars along the way? <laughs> yeah, boy. As I look back over my life, yeah, there's been a trail of tears. But there's also been a lot of blessings because I've gained a lot. God's word is true. So anyway, as you go down through here, he says in verse 9, look, he's talking to the Christian, not talking to the lost man on how to get to heaven. He's talking to the believer. But, beloved, beloved, we are persuaded better things of you. Better things than what? Briars and thorns. So he says, that accompany salvation. See that word? Those two words go together. You ought to underline that. These are things that accompany salvation. And so that's what he's talking about. The Christian, yeah, you're saved. But now that you're saved, are you growing like you should? Do you come to study the Word of God? Some of you probably could be in Sunday school on Sunday morning and you'll learn a lot more. Some of you could be here on Sunday night. I'm going through trying to teach a person how to win people to Christ. I would think, man, the place ought to be packed with people wanting to know that. And you say, well, I don't know how to witness. Yeah, but you didn't avail yourself. The preacher did. Preacher's willing to tell you. Are you willing to learn? 
Well, it might take you away from the TV. Oh, I'm so sorry. What a price to pay. I feel so sorry for you. I mean, you do have to have your priorities right. Well, Wednesday night, well, I just can't come on Wednesday. You'd be surprised what you can do. If you like the briars and the thorns, we'll keep them. But now, understand this. I'm thankful you come on Sunday morning. But I just want you to have more. I don't want you to get to heaven and find out what you could have had and what you could have known and what you could have done. And then you'll have rewards that you could have had and you'll forfeit them and there'll be tears. And what I'm telling you is the truth. I just want to serve the Lord and do whatever God wants me to do. I want to be a blessing to you. I want to help you to be strong in the Lord. Take your Bible look here in chapter 10. The book of Hebrews in chapter 10. Look here in verse 26 where it has this word. For if, if, you ought to underline or circle that word if. But remember these ifs is because we're talking about the Christian, the believer. We're not talking about how to get to heaven. We're talking about the Christian and his life with the Lord. What if you know the truth and you purposely rebel against the truth? Well, that's why he says here, for if we sin willfully after that we have received, we've already received the truth. We know the truth. But you still sin against God. You know right and you won't do it. To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him, it is what? It's sin. You know what to do. Well, I know what I should do, but I just don't do it and laugh at all. Ha, 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 ha. Well, there's a day coming. You're not going to be ha, 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 ha. You laugh now. Do whatever you want. But there's a price to pay. You're going to be producing some briars and some thorns, and they're going to be pricking you in life. And it could have been avoided. So he says, for if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. Christ's not coming back to pay for the sins you commit after we trusted him. You say, I, mean, I get to get away with it? <laughs> sure. For about the time it takes the Lord to zap you one, there's a price to pay. Child of God can't live as he please. So there is going to be a looking for a fiery judgment from the Lord. See there in verse 27. This is not talking about the lost man. This is to the Christian. This is a warning. But a certain fearful looking for the judgment and the fiery indignation which shall devour the adversary. God can even take your life. God can bring all kinds of things into your life. Now, I don't know what God's going to do. You say, well, I don't want to serve the Lord because of fear. All right, then serve Him because you love Him. But if you don't do it because you love Him, you're going to find out God is a holy God. And He's going to teach you to respect Him one way or the other. And he's going to get glory out of your life, whether it's life or death. You can't thumb your nose at your heavenly father. There's judgment. See what he says there in verse 30? For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me. I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge the lost people. His people. We're talking about God dealing with his children. It's not a game. You can make a game out of it, but it's not a game. This is your life. And look what he says in uh, verse 31. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Well, you just uh, trusted Christ your Savior. You have placed yourself into the hands of God. See, I didn't know that. Well, you know it now. We are children of God. And it's the will of our Father that we walk with our Father. And if you don't, He's going to be slapping you upside the head and may take you home before your time. But you're not going to live like you please and get away with it. You can try. 
You say, can a man live as he pleases? Of course he can. Can you get away with it? No. You know what you tell your children? Now, he goes down through here and he talks about the consequences. But look down in verse 38. Now, the just, those who have trusted Christ as Savior, are supposed to live by faith, taking God at his word. So he says, but if any man draw back, that means a child of God doesn't serve the Lord. He says, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. You see, I believe that I'm supposed to live to please the Lord. So it's not about whether or not I'm pleased. It's whether or not is he pleased. If God doesn't want me to do this or God does want me to do that, whatever pleases God. If that makes him happy, that makes me happy. I'm pleased if he's pleased. And so remember when the father looked over the banister of heaven and says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well, I'm well pleased. Do you want to please the Lord? That's what he's talking about. But see, if you don't serve him, then you don't please him. But look what he says in verse 39. But we are not of them that draw back unto perdition or being lost, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. You're still saved. But God's going to have to chasten you. So he breaks it down in two chapters, chapter 11, to let us know what living by faith means. So he gives you all these illustrations of these Old Testament saints and how that God told them what to do, and they did it, and what God did. But when you get to chapter 12, it talks about some of those that didn't do what God says do, and what God did. You can't wait till you get there, huh? Come on, let's go. Hebrews chapter 12, very quickly. Look in verse 7. If, if ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with what? Son. So, does that mean that a child of God can get away from the chastening? Ah, just go by obeying. But if you rebel against the Lord, then your heavenly Father is going to chasten you. So, in chapter 12, you have where God is going to do that. Well, He can't, He don't chasten you in heaven. There's consequences up there. Yes, concerning the rewards. But I'm not, you know, I can't wait to get to heaven and get beat up. That's a rewarding stand. And you're going to wish you had done more. But look what he says. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? Now, what I want you to see in the last part or the middle part of verse 5, where it says these words, My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. So we're talking about a child of God because he's not growing in the Lord, not learning to trust the Lord and take him at his word, not living by faith. Now, you can't lose your salvation, but it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God, and your heavenly Father can chasten you. And you don't know when, and you don't know how. And you're going to have, by your own decisions, produced briars and thorns. How would you like it if somebody would take you down to where there's a big old briar patch? Now, I know Br'er Rabbit kept telling, you know, don't throw me into the briar patch. Well, that's where he was raised. But you and I don't like the briar patch. Would you like to be thrown into the briar patch? And that's how you lived all your life is in a briar patch. And every time you turn around, you hurt yourself. Well, that's what people are doing with their bad decisions. But they don't know that that's what they've done to themselves. They don't see it. They don't understand. Look what he says. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, 
nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. So you can't live as you please and get away with it. Now, I want you to see this. Look there in the same chapter, but verse 25. Verse 25. In verse 25 it says, See that you refuse not him that speaks. For if they escaped not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape. And here's that word, you ought to underline it. If we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. You see, in the Old Testament, whenever God spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai, there was lightning and thunder and maybe some little radiation if he got too close and touched the mountain and said, little darts would fire through you. So the people were scared to death. And they said, look, God talked to Moses and let Moses talk to us. But they didn't want to hear. God talked to them directly. They were afraid. But now he said, look, God speaks from heaven, gave us his word. And this is what he says. For if they escaped, not who refused him. So you can see this is talking to the Christian about not refusing to do the will of God. Don't refuse to believe what God's word says. Don't refuse to grow in the Lord and become a strong Christian. Because it's going to cost you. You're not going to learn how to rest in the Lord. You're not going to believe his promises. And the devil is going to have a victory in your life. And it's going to cause you a lot of aches and pains. And because that is not understood and not believed, it'll take its toll in your family. It'll take its toll with your kids. It'll take its toll between you and your wife and your husband. It takes its toll in a church. It takes its toll in our country. Because people just don't believe what God's word says. Now, look at this in verse 27. He says in verse 27, For this word, yet once more, signifying the removing of those things which are shaken as of things that are made, that, they, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, wherefore, we receive in the kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Now, this is the conclusion, like, of the whole matter. As a child of God, I should desire the grace that I need, like he says here, that we may serve God. So we're not talking about how to get to heaven. We're talking about serving the Lord. So all these ifs through here, yeah, if you had them. And one of the days it's going to be, if I'd have just trust the Lord more. If I'd have walked with Him. If I'd have read His Word. If I'd have come to church. If I'd have came to Sunday school. If I'd have, if I'd have, if I'd have witnessed. If I'd have... Some of us are going to be a member of the If I'd Only Club. If I'd only done, if I'd only. And there's a price to pay. Isn't it good that you can take one book like the book of Hebrews and get all this understanding out of one book? And it's all laid out there. I mean, as simple as it can be. It's just, look at, look at that. It's clear as a bell. And you don't have to twist it, don't have to make it up. And yet there's people who want to take everything and twist it and put a spin on it. You don't have to put spins on the Word of God. Let us say what it says. And there's no man in his right mind can take those verses and put them to salvation unless they're naive. Oh, of course they're naive. Look up here. This hand representing you and me. God says that He loves us. But we're born into this world with an old sinful nature. It means we sin naturally. 
You don't have to be taught how to sin. Well, I did. No, no. Everybody sins. This wallet represents sin. We have all sinned. And because we've sinned, the wages of sin is death. So we have a debt to pay. But God loves us. But he doesn't want us to pay for this sin because that's eternal separation from him. So the Bible says to go to heaven, we have to be perfect, as righteous as God. None of us are perfect. None of us are righteous. We're all sinners. And God says you cannot save yourself by what you do. We need a Savior. This hand represents Jesus Christ. He's the Lord, God in the flesh. He came into the world because he loves us. Hates our sin because it separates us from him. So what Christ did for one person, he did for the whole world. Took all the sin of all the world, made one payment, came back from the dead, never has to do it again. They're all paid. And God says, when I believe that he did it for me, he puts this payment to my account, I'm forgiven of all my sins. It's just like I died and I paid for all of my sins. My debt is paid. So I don't have to go to hell and pay for sin because he paid for my sins. And once you accept that payment, it's a done deal, paid in full. That's why I can't go to hell. I can't go to hell today. I can't go tomorrow. I can't go in 10 years. I can never go to hell. He died for my sins. Oh, that's good news. Now, if you'll believe he did it for you, guess what he'll do? He'll save you just like he did me. Everybody gets to heaven the same way. You accept Christ as your Savior or you don't go. Isn't that fair? All you have to do is believe it. Will you believe that he did this for you? Now, you're here this morning, and I, I don't know if you trust Christ as Savior. And I want you to. I want you to go to heaven. I don't want you to be deceived. I don't want you to think, well, I'm going to do the best I can. <laughs> then you don't get it. The best you can do is not good enough. You need a payment for your sin. Christ did that. Will you trust him as your Savior? Let's pray, shall we? Every head bowed and every eye closed. No one looking around. If you're here this morning and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, would you trust him? All I want you to do is right where you're sitting, I want you to talk to the Lord. You see, you don't make a mistake this way. Only the Lord knows your thoughts. He can read your mind. But just tell him something simple like this. Lord, I'm a sinner. I don't understand it all. But I believe Jesus Christ died on that cross and paid for my sins. Today, right now, this moment, I will accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. And friend, God said if you would do just that much, it's all you have to do, that he would save you from hell, give you eternal life, and you get to go to heaven on what Jesus Christ did for you. Would you trust him? I'm going to ask you in just a moment to raise your hand. Raising your hand doesn't save you. It just lets me know that what I said made sense to you. And I like to know. So with head by nice clothes, is there anyone at all this morning say, Yes, I will trust Christ as my Savior. And preach, I'd like you to pray for me. Would you slip it up real quickly and put it right back down? If you've already trusted the Lord, you don't have to do it again. But if you've never done it before, say right now, I will trust the Lord. Would you slip it up real quickly and put it right back down? Anyone at all? Yes, God bless you, ma'am. I appreciate that. A sign of good judgment. Anyone else? You can put it down. Remember, by trusting Christ as your Savior, He gives you eternal life, and He'll never cast you out and never lose you. You that know Christ as your Savior, 
Has he been talking to you this morning? Are you walking with him? I want you to serve him. Our Father, we thank you so much for all you've done for us, especially for the individual that indicated by an uplifted hand that they would trust you as Savior. By doing so, they become your child, your child forever. But you'll never cast them out and never lose them. We ask your blessings on each person here to help them to understand the value of walking with you, growing up, letting Christ build them into a strong house. We thank you for it in Christ's name. Amen. Have you ever heard that faith without works is dead? Or have you ever read James chapter 2? Does your faith produce good works? Some teach that if you don't serve the Lord, you're not saved. Is that true or false? Pastor Yankee Arnold has prepared just the right book with answers straight from the Bible. The book is called Gospel Driven Man, and Pastor Yankee wants to send it to you free of charge. Simply write to Pastor Yankee at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634, and request the book, or request by email at yankee at yankeearnold.com. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Friend, one day it will happen. The trumpet will sound, and we will be changed, caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So live today and every day, believing that the Lord is coming soon, and just keep looking up. Amazing grace amazes me.